0: What's up everybody, DeShawn Hamilton, and welcome to the Joe Paternup Podcast, hosted by your boy and your commiss, Charlie.
1: Thanks so much, DeShawn. Welcome back, everybody. The Joe Paternup Podcast is back. Hopefully, it will be here every week. Some weeks might suck for me, but if anyone wants to take over those weeks, let me know. But yeah, here we are. Podcast is going to be pretty similar to how it was in the past. If you have any suggestions, anything, please reach out to me. Would love some help with this. Let's get this started.
0: Okay, babe. We gonna do it. So it's just you and I tonight. I like the way your eyes glisten in the shining light. So pay attention. I'ma ask you when the time is right, And hopefully you say yes and we be out of sight. But for now, what you want, girl? We got it on tap. You know this is how we party. Yeah, we got it like that. <laughs> yeah. I said, we got it like that. See you walk into the room and you trying to get slagged. Now I walk up, by doing? Can I take your jacket? You say you can hang your own. You don't play that shit. No drugs, just love. But still, I tripped. I feel as if I'm losing it. But long like as I ain't losing you. It's a little overwhelming, but I'm getting in the mood Told me to just dance, let loose and be cool Everyone gon' watch the way that we move Tryna funk up the emperor's groove Everyone lit just lifting that roof We sipping that goose and tripping that loose It's all just so cool But when I'm with you, I
2: Now, for the fastest two minutes in sports. Flynn stampeded over Clay, even with all of the high-scoring Buffalo on his bench. It appears the only camera in the spotlight this week should have been the iPhone 11, as Alvin puts up an all-time low. Even though the U.S. Big Ben is following in the footsteps of Britain's Big Ben and getting some restoration work done, Flynn's air game rivaled only that of Jordan with 80 of his points coming from passing plays. Flynn and Juice 116.1, Big Beard Little Pecker 94.3. Khan's team got caught looking at Tiddy's TDs in the game this week fans mcdonald had a farm and points were in season as con milked all he could out of his tight end but it just wasn't enough td's going deck 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 gone he's hoping to knock this season out of the park after a monster 157 point week show me those tds 157 con's team 138 point Murph was in his stealings after the embarrassing showing to deep and dangerous Lucci. Scam Newton got involved in a pyramid scheme that seems to have brought down Jeffrey and Graham as well. Terrible management with high-scoring running backs and wide receivers on the bench. But it wouldn't have been enough to beat Lucci. Some may say there are too many cooks in the kitchen. But he's just ringing the bell to say dinner is served. Deep in dangerous, 138 in my feelings, 68.4. Nine and Polly wrestled it out like old times, but Nine couldn't manage his lineup well enough to get the pin. He was burned hard and couldn't count on the Bears. Polly wasn't that good of a friend to Nine as he sent out the tried and true brilliant Julio to dismantle him. Nine is my friend, 130.9. Bad punner squad, 106.9. Joe knew how to manage a team, unlike Shane, who was going back to church on Monday to kneel down to his Gordon Savior. Oh come, oh come on, you should have started Emmanuel instead of getting beat by Rejoice! Rejoice! Is exactly what the Gordon Saviors did. They asked, what can the Browns do for me? And were answered with 55 points. Gordon Saviors, 106.9. Joe New, 98.9. Ian doesn't have sunshine On these cloudy days When it's cold outside Chris takes his defense down to my end. Well, I guess you'd say, what can make Chris win this game? Mahomes, 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 talking about Patrick Mahomes. The star-studded Cincinnati attack prevailed as New England and Mahomes continued to rip apart their opponents. Ian's left Winston, he had drafted better QBs and receivers. It sucks, 141.9. The sunshine's 107.1. Well, I gotta say,
1: it feels great to be back in the podcast studio. I've upgraded from doing this in my bathroom to... Uh, now I now actually have a, a dedicated room, not solely for the podcast, but the come-up is real. Uh, so, as I kind of mentioned before... This is going to be pretty similar to previous podcasts. We should have at least one guest a week. We'll experiment with maybe having two, maybe some guest interviews. Uh, We're going to have some random shit tossed into those guest interviews. We'll go through the fastest two minutes, as you just saw. We will go through the power rankings. Thanks to ESPN this year, they're actually handling the actual ranking. And then we'll also look at this week's match. Now, looking at the rankings in first place, we have Show Me Those TDs. Tyler started off with a pretty solid draft strategy, drafting a lot of handcuffs, grabbed Melvin Gordon's. I'm totally not mad about it. Um, He jumped up from third after the draft all the way up to first. Pretty solid rise. In second, we have deep and dangerous Austin Lucci, another big jump from five to two, Had a pretty solid week along with Tyler, so you can look for more from him pretty soon. At number three, we have the biggest jump I've seen. So Khan's team after the draft was ranked at number 11. They have actually jumped up to the number three spot. Pretty impressive showing from him so far. In a kind of surprising fashion, In My Feelings is currently ranked number four. Even after the terrible, terrible week he just put in. I guess that ESPN thinks he might be able to do something decent. At number five, we have Flynn and Juice. Flynn actually dropped in the rankings. He started off the season ranked at number four, dropped a little bit to number five. Always someone you want to worry a little bit about, but ESPN doesn't think it's all there this year. At number six, we have Nine is My Friend. Another pretty solid showing this week. He jumped all the way up from the number 10 spot after the draft to number six. At number seven, we have Big Beard Little Pecker. This is a pretty far fall. Started off number one after the draft. Whole, you know, A-B drama. Imagine if he would have got rid of A-B. That would have been pretty funny right now. So he's currently at number seven, followed pretty closely by Bad Pun in the Squad. Now, this was basically the one-two. So Big Beard Little Pecker was number one. Bad Pun in the Squad number two after the draft. They're now 7-8, and eight, pretty far fall. At number 9, we have Joe New, you know, pretty embarrassing loss this week. Doesn't really have a whole lot going on there, but after that, we have Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, I'm sorry, Pit Sucks. I'm no longer going to refer to this team as the previous name I said because that guy has been canceled. You'll learn a little bit more about that in the, the future interview. So he started off at number 9, now Pit Sucks is down to number 10. In the number 11 spot, we had a pretty huge mix-up here. Wow, it's, it's insane. I've been sitting pretty steady at the number 12 spot the entire time from the draft. was really just going for the underdog story. But I have jumped up to number 11. Some of the worst drafting, um, I don't know why I do it to myself. Drafting Josh Gordon, questionable. Drafting Melvin Gordon, honestly wasn't thinking. The whole one-minute draft thing, not my thing. I need to like be able to actually click through and read stuff because I'm 0% educated on anything that's going on. I just learned from the past. And finally, in number 12, we have a fall from number 7 after the draft. We have the Sunshines, who have just been pitiful. Um, let's be honest, the team just looks like it's going to go absolutely nowhere from winning the league last year to ranked number 12th now. That is pretty rough. We'll actually talk to the owner of the Sunshines a little bit later. Before we get to the interview, I want to give you guys kind of a warning. Um, The software I used to use to record the interviews and get some pretty high quality audio actually doesn't work anymore. Um, So Ian and I interviewed over Zoom, Uh, just saved the audio from it. We're just kind of testing it out. It seems like it should be all right, as long as audio on both sides works. I know Ian had a few issues um, with his headphones, as did I. So if anything feels off a little bit, it's not your headphones. Um, it's actually just the interview. So without further ado, here's Ian. Now we want to welcome on to the podcast, the Dale Earnhardt of RV drivers, the large and in charge landlord, the king of picking a tight end really early because of their value relative to other tight ends, the slinger of Osmos, educator of the kids, drinker of the brews, the 25-year-old who has already retired to the Outer Banks, your champion, Ian Richards. Wow, that's a hell of an intro, Charlie. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, Ian. I'm sure that you have just been hammered with media interviews after your victory last season. What has that been like?
3: You know, it's been a lot to handle, but uh, hey, here we are, you know, struggling a little bit to get out of the gates this year, but it's a little bit of a hangover. We're okay with it.
1: So what exactly came with winning? Did you feel any sort of social elevation? Was there, you know, maybe some more people sliding into your DMs after the win?
3: Uh, Yeah, mainly from uh, a guy named Nick Konjeski. Won't leave me alone. Wants all my tips, you know. love the guy. I used to sleep on his couch all the time. But hey, shit
1: happens. This is very true. So you mentioned the slump coming into this season. How has that felt so far? You know, you come off this big victory... Honestly, everyone in the league didn't think you could do it. Everyone questioned your draft strategies. They questioned your commitment to the league because of the 15 other leagues you're in. So coming off that, what's, what's it feel like to be at the bottom?
3: Yeah, it's not great. You know, I, I dumped a lot of leagues so I could focus on Joe Paternup, and it hasn't really worked out. We've had a few injuries set us back. The quarterback play is really questionable. I don't know if, you know, I should be eating W's or starting the midget, and it's a weekly struggle.
1: I totally understand the struggles of being a shitty fantasy owner. Um, I'm I'm one myself. So, how many leagues are you in this year?
3: Um, I think we are in. It is five total, but one of them isn't doesn't really count. It's like an anti fantasy league where you get points for interceptions and fumbles. Kind of weird.
1: Could you elaborate on that a little bit more?
3: Yeah. So, like, if your quarterback throws an interception, you get ten points. If he throws a touchdown, you lose five points the weirdest fucking thing.
1: so what kind of players are you starting in that league
3: um so I have my quarterback as a guy named Mitchell Trubisky um, fantastic pick Kenny Galladay the Chargers defense Calvin Ridley you know Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt's been a starter all the whole time it's just a guaranteed zero
1: so do you have to like start someone that is going to play or how does uh, that work
3: yeah, I'm sure I'm eventually going to get a note from the commissioner about Kareem Hunt, but until then, we're just riding with it.
1: Totally fair. Um, so I outsourced some questions to the league, and honestly, pretty pretty poor response. So we had two questions overall. Uh, the first one comes from Clay. Clay was curious to know how your throat is doing.
3: Oh, you know... Um... My throat's a lot better after a few weeks ago. For those of you that were not in State College, I happened to swallow a bee while playing beer ball. So it stung me the whole way down and throat swelled up, ears got all fuzzy, but hey, we're living.
1: At any point, did you think maybe I should go to the hospital?
3: Uh, Yeah, the thought crossed my mind, especially because we were tailgating right there. Um, Titty offered to come, have his sister come and bring her EpiPen with her. But I said, fuck it, Flynn, we got a game to win, and we went out and won. So.
1: Are you allergic to bees?
3: I didn't think so, and I'm still am not sure. I think it was just the location of this thing, you know, being all up in the Gotcha.
1: Floor. Yeah, I think, honestly, I mean, my dad's a doctor. My brother's a doctor, actually, too, so I think I'm double qualified now. I think an EpiPen might have killed you.
3: Who knows? i we didn't we didn't get that far.
1: I think... Um, I think Tiddy was trying to kill you.
3: Maybe. We were playing against each other, so he could have just been trying to get the pet dub.
1: That's fair. I figured he was maybe trying to return the favor, um, amongst the group of taking someone else to the hospital. But it turns out that he was actually trying to do the opposite, which pretty sad. I thought uh Tyler had come a long way, but I guess that's not the case.
3: Yeah, it would have been nice, you know, if Polly was there, Polly could have offered to take me to the hospital, but Oh, that's pitty. fair. Pitty did
1: offer. So Paulie actually just sent in a question. He's wondering why you kissed him last weekend. I
3: haven't seen Andrew. Wow, was last time I saw Andrew? It's been a while. I think the last time I saw Andrew was uh the Penn State Illinois. No, that's not true. When did I see Andrew last? I don't know, but it was not last weekend. I wish that's I saw awkward. Him last
1: weekend. Yeah, I kind of assumed once we got like the $50 debt out of the way that he might be more open to seeing you, but I know that was a pretty big strain on him to, to not only realize that he has to see you and hang out with you, but also that he has to lose $50 during the encounter. I know that was a really so tough struggle for him.
3: We saw each other multiple times while he owed me $50, and I never collected. I always challenged him on it, but just never actually collected.
1: That's fair i was I was ready to send the leak thugs out after him um, fortunately didn't have it. to go that far. I just had to send my sister to his restaurant and he was able to deliver not only last year's dues but this year's dues, as I've already mentioned actually, Paul is the only person I made prepay for this year um, mainly it's because of Paulie's pretty shitty antics in the last two years first off auto drafting and then deciding he didn't want to be part of the leak. <laughs> because his team sucked shout out to Shane for joining we really really appreciate that and then also just not paying last year um really really interesting
3: the kid is uh, something else that's for sure yeah some boy some would
1: yeah that actually reminds me uh this year's podcast is sponsored by venmo um Polly, you're the only person on the podcast that doesn't have venmo right now so we'd appreciate if you go download venmo use the promo code Joe turn up and you get absolutely nothing, but you get on Venmo, so you can pay people, and that would be awesome. Cool. Now back to some more questions. Well, really, just one more. Uh, we have a question from Nine. He wants you to rank a few events from worst to best. First, we have losing to Lucci by forty plus in week one, the day you met Polly, and getting fired.
3: Um. I think meeting Polly is definitely the worst. You know, he had a really cool roommate named Jeff. Jeff was pretty cool,
1: but Jeff. uh, what a guy
3: hanging out with Polly was not worth getting to meet Jeff, in my opinion.
1: Was that swimmer Jeff uh, or was that the other Jeff? The other Jeff, the the, one other one G- go. <laughs> uh,
3: the the Jeff's name that would get us canceled in 2019.
1: Oh, that one, yes, yes.
3: Oh, uh, yes. Um. Man, it's tough. Getting fired was honestly probably the best thing that happened to me. Except, you know what's fucked is, I went to Andrew's restaurant after getting fired. And he wasn't there. So
1: That's awkward. Just when you think you, you have a friend.
3: Right? I was like, you know what? I have a friend. He manages a restaurant right across the street. I can go there for some solace and comfort. Nope. He's not there. Um... So, yeah, I think losing to Lucci by 40 is definitely higher up. Uh, Austin Lucci slept on my couch Saturday night. and was pretty fucked up. Um, we were Did supposed guys- to have the ceiling game Sunday.
1: Didn't do that, I'm guessing.
3: Nope, I woke up at 10 o'clock. We were supposed to pick his friend up at 9 o'clock. We woke up at 10 o'clock, and I tossed him a jersey and said, let's go. He said, dude, you're going to have to go to the game by yourself. I said, Austin, when do you get tickets yet? <laughs> Okay, then I'll see you. He left.
1: Fantastic! I think that's how most one night stands go.
3: You know that's that's why I put him out on the couch <laughs> afterwards.
1: Yeah, did you guys meet on Tinder or how did how did you arrange this?
3: Uh, it was actually through Snapchat. He um, he was hanging out at a local establishment in Bellevue. And I said, "How dare you hang out in Bellevue and not text me?" He said, "We'll come over." So then the rest is history.
1: Now, do you feel like if you weren't the champion of Joe Paterno last year that he he would have come over?
3: No, I think that definitely has something to do with it. It was, it was the star power. He wanted to see the belt, and I had to tell him, <laughs> I don't have the belt yet.
1: Yeah, I, so for that, I apologize. Um, I'm trying to emulate Roger Goodell and suck in a lot of ways. Um, so the belt has not been ordered yet. That was partially because of some anti-Penn State uh, people in the group i'm not going to name names Shane and chris um, so say to, Murph.
3: oh no wait a minute chris loves penn state
2: yeah chris
3: I, started more we are chance than, we can, than anyone else combined
1: that's like the biggest freshman move though oh yeah which is why he it's, was the only one it's a it. freshman move or like way too intoxicated senior year you realize you're not going to be at penn state anymore those are the only two times that's acceptable
3: or if you're a recent grad who finds out that the rest of the stadium doesn't stand up, so you start crying when you get to your seat. That might have hypothetically happened with um, one Michelle back. Hypothetically.
1: I was going to say, it's, it was either going to be Michelle or Miranda or were going to be my guesses for that.
3: No, so Miranda's um, been in the seats before. It was Michelle's first time. And that's fair. She was crying.
1: Yeah, there's, there's nothing quite like the student section there. It is really depressing to see all the alums just like sitting down in their ponchos being little bitches the entire game as they look over and talk about how great the atmosphere is. But But
3: then, you know, they stand up for the band and
1: kind of stretch out for halftime. Fair. That's I haven't been back yet, but I'm sure it will be a sad day for sure. I might have to sneak into the student section. I don't know how hard that is these days. I know Security has gotten worse and worse over the years, but it might be possible. I
3: I don't know. I've never tried to sneak back in.
1: Awesome. So we have a new segment this year. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions. So in this series of questions, I'm going to give you multiple possible answers to it. Um, So I think for each question, there's like nine possible answers. I just want you to give your okay. most honest answer. And at the end of it, I'll let you know uh, what's up. So first question. Are these,
3: which,
1: are these like fire? Um, No, it's speed doesn't matter. There's just going to be a question. There's going to be like nine possible answers. Um, Just let me know which one. Also, Pauly just let me know. Um, He's not listening in on this conversation first off. So he has no idea what he said. But he just informed me that you're lying, so I don't know. I don't know if you guys have like. I, I, I texted your and I said gotcha. I didn't
3: see you last weekend, bitch boy.
1: Oh, gotcha. Fair. Um, well, Paulie said that he you came to the commoner and tried to kiss him at the host stand, and he has it on video, and he had to call the cops to kick you out. How do you oh, respond I to wish- that?
3: I haven't been in the commerce since the night I was fired, which is coming up on a year now. I think it was November 15th, I think is what the day was. So we're, we're almost at a year.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, I've heard management there kind of sucks. Um, so Yeah, the
3: bartender that night, she pretty much was terrible.
1: That's fair. Um, it all starts with the manager, I think, personally. Um, I went there one time manager was kind of weird he it seemed like he was almost trying to hit on me i don't know <laughs> like came up and hugged me kept on like trying to slide free appetizers and shit my way gave me free coffee and i was like i didn't want to drink it because like obviously he roofied it what if it was, what if it was um, guy, exactly? yeah so so yeah i would not recommend this podcast is definitely not it's actually anti-sponsored by the commoner um and all of the management there
3: i've been twice the other time was with Alex and Liv. Actually, had a pretty good meal. Luckily, didn't have to get management involved because it sounds like they're not that good.
1: Yeah, totally fair. All right, so back to back to this the questions. So the first one, remember, there's going to be nine possible options. So of the nine, what is your favorite Disney movie? Hunchback of Notre Dame, Robin Hood, Aristocrats, The Lion King, The Love Bug. Freaky Friday, The Sword in the Stone, Lady and the Tramp, and The Black Cauldron.
3: Well, since you didn't say Peter Pan, we're going to have to go with Robin Hood.
1: All right. Next. Secretly, you think your enemies are envious of blank. Your industriousness, your looks, you don't have enemies. Your determination, your dreams, your wealth, your bravery, your demeanor, or your passions? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm guessing like, I, you thinking like bravery, or you don't have enemies? That's That would be an interesting approach.
3: I think I don't have enemies. Okay. Yeah. Other, than, other right. than bitch boy, I don't think anyone Bold. wishes it well upon me.
1: Fantastic. Um, so what are you most scared of? Saying goodbye to your friends? Losing your job? Ooh. Pop quizzes? Global warming? Scissors? Walmart? War? Being alone? Or standing still? Definitely global warming. That's really scary shit. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get really deep on this one. What do you look for in a soulmate? Loyalty, steadiness, passion, bravery, kindness, beauty, humor, a sense of adventure, or wealth?
3: A sense of adventure.
1: Great choice. Yeah. Now I'm going to list nine... Animals, I want to tell you. you, I want you to tell me which one you would like to be able to talk: a phoenix,
2: phoenix. a bluebird,
1: a mouse, a meerkat, a warthog, a cockatoo, a shark, an opossum, or animals can't talk.
3: A warthog.
1: A warthog. Great choice. I mean, that, that one's already been done pretty well. This is so long. <laughs> what do you like to do with your time off? Go camping? Just get out of town. Get together with your family. Lie around. I'm always working. Play video games. Burn the candle at both ends. LARP or go to the beach.
3: Seeing as I lived at the beach for an entire summer, I think I have to go to the beach. That's fair. Retirement was nice over the summer.
1: Yeah, you're retired, I think.
3: Uh, I'm back to working again. So I guess they're like semi retired, but I feel teacher experience sure. Highly recommend it.
1: So, what is the secret to true love? Humor, understanding, I'll know when I find it, faith, compassion, acceptance, communication, chemistry, or equality? I have to go with, I'll know when I find it. How's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's the, the worst answer for sure. <laughs> Where do you like to have your first date? A movie theater? A bar? A club? A park? The zoo? A coffee shop? A restaurant? I don't have time to date. Or a museum?
3: A restaurant. Specifically a sushi restaurant. Because if you can chopsticks, this shit's not going to work.
1: What if they don't like sushi?
3: Mm, Also not going to.
1: Fair. All right. Next, I'm going to list nine artists. I want you to pick one. Lord, Imagine Dragons, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Miles Davis, Randy Newman, Drake, Bruno Mars, and Avicii. Quite the list.
3: It's quite an eclectic list. The most recent one I have at list I've listened to is Miles Davis. So uh, we're going to have to go Miles Davis.
1: Wow. peeing in your pants is cool. All right. What is happily ever after? Having good friends. In finding my equal. In achieving my dreams. In a job I love. In a caring relationship. In a castle. In finding inner peace. I'm not sure, but it isn't what's happening now. Or the adventure continues.
3: You repeat the first few. First two were
1: having good friends. Yep, we're going and with that. One. Having in friends. finding my equal. All right. As long as
3: the good friend is not named Andrew Polishenko, we're golden, because he's not a good friend.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't see an asterisk here saying not Polly, but I, I'll just assume. I think it's safe to assume. Alright, so Ian, based on this quiz, I'm happy to tell you that you're a dreamer who is always thinking the next big step in your life. Some may think you have your sights set too high, not naming names, but your friends know you're capable of anything. Your Disney princess is Ariel. (laughs) How does that make you feel? Ariel's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, life by the sea, you know? Under the sea.
1: Yeah, same thing. Yeah, you know. All right, we should probably switch back to football. Yeah, probably- that was that was way too long. I might have to edit that segment a, <laughs> a little bit. Um. So let's talk about your season so far. First, you played Lucci, aka Deep and Dangerous. Pretty bad loss. Oh yeah. How,
3: yeah, you were know, you... Uh, it's just—I'm not sure. I was just—I was equally as shocked to lose to Austin Ritchie. Yeah.
1: Now, what were you—what were you thinking of your lineup here? I mean, you're starting wide receivers like Dante Pettis, Stephon Diggs. Most people yeah. would question that.
3: I think Dante Pettis has shown that. You know he's not to be trusted, and we're gonna quickly get rid of that. But I think the only reliable piece in the San Francisco offense is uh, the tried and true tight end, Mr. George Kittle. Um, we had Zeke coming off his. You know he had to get rid of shit, whatever. But, hey, whatever you learn, be be stronger moving forward. I got yeah. So uh, shame this week. Looking forward to it. one and one.
1: Yeah, he suffered a pretty bad loss this week. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that that quick pass to OBJ for a hundred yards definitely just put the dagger in him. I felt bad, honestly. Um, I'm not here to beat anyone, but I'm also not here to be everyone's friend, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. So. There seems to be a really concerning position in your lineup. I'm sure you know it as soon as I said it. What do you, th- what do you think about your QB situation right now?
3: You know, uh, I really wish we were eating dubs, but we're not, kind of just like our Jameis isn't. But I think with uh, Chris Godwin on his come up, I think Jameis really has the potential in a Bruce Arian system to be a good quarterback. Who knows with Kyler, the kid is looking shorter and shorter every week which is kind of concerning. But, hey, we'll see what we ride with.
1: So I noticed you? I noticed this week you didn't start Kyler. Kyler ended up putting up a few more points. I think even if you put in your best lineup, you would have still been blown out. Um, yeah. What's What's the thought that goes through your head whenever you're choosing between Kyler and Jameis?
3: Um, honestly, I thought the Carolina... Anytime a big game could be super high scoring until I actually turned the game on and saw they were in a fucking hurricane, and then I, you know, instantly regretted starting the game with over kyle but hey, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. And so we mentioned it a little bit before. You have this tight end strategy going into drafts. Everyone's seen it. Uh we know what happens. What was your tight end strategy this year?
3: Uh, the tight end strategy was really go for Kelsey if he was there, and then if he wasn't there, I was just gonna fall back into my old ways. Uh, went George Kittle, and then I kind of blacked out for a little bit. Forgot I had George Kittle and grabbed Austin Hooper. Thought I was making a great pick, but hey, Austin Hooper gonna be a flex.
1: Fair. How did you feel about the the new timing on the draft this year? I actually realized looking back that we had two minutes. Uh, in previous years, this is the first year that we dropped it down to one minute. I, myself, personally, was thrown off, hence the pick of Melvin Gordon. Um, how how did that affect your draft strategy this year?
3: Well, I actually was okay with the one minute. It really, uh, really annoyed our friend Chris Fry, I know that. But honestly, I think that's why I like the one minute, because anything that we can use to poke at Chris Fry, I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, looking at Chris's team right now. I know we talked a lot of shit on uh Chris's picks, me specifically. Probably not from a place that should be talking shit on Chris's picks because my picks were equally as trash, but
3: we have the name in fantasy history. Let's just get that out of there.
1: Yeah, we let's let's talk about that. Um Chris
3: Forzingis, like fuck right off.
1: It's yeah. I mean I get that he looks a little bit like Chris Stapps, and I I know I've said this so many times, but there's just no place for it in this league. I look to see, you know, is it possible for me to personally edit these? It's not, unfortunately. Um I mean, if we're being honest,
3: you know, we're not b we're not a league that condones rape. So I'm very interested. And the fact that Chris has just left his name as Christophs Porzingis. I thought we were done. That's
1: very true. I think we might need to cancel Christophs yeah. Porzingis.
3: Yeah, he's definitely canceled. You know, red culture is not okay.
1: Yeah, and I apologize to Clay as well. During this sweep, we're probably going to have to remove AB. It's not my fault. Um, it's 2019. That's just how we do things. Um, so, yeah, as commissioner, I think I have those powers. So. I'm, I'm going to have to remove A.B. from his roster. I'll give him first waiver wire pick, though. I think that's fair compensation. Um, you yeah. should
3: remove A.B. from the league. It's it's better for everyone involved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely do not want to condone any of that. I wonder if we could create a league next year that's just free of anyone that has been accused or convicted of anything.
3: We'll call it a Me Too friendly league.
1: I think it's a good idea. We should probably start talking to ESPN. Um, about making it a standard league. I think that would be fantastic. I mean, come 2020, who knows? We're probably going to have a lot of feelings. We're going to express them all the time. Maybe there will be, you know, like a feelings boost. Um, You can grade your players off the field. They can get points for the number of autographs they sign. I I can't remember who it was last week. I want to say it was like a, a cowboy... Uh, refused to sign an autograph for a little kid that was in a Giants jersey. Uh, something of that sort. And that's just the kind of stuff, like, they should lose fantasy points for that, for sure. Um, I, I honestly think we're onto something. I got to make sure I am in the Bay Area. Someone might be trying to steal the idea right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's launch some IP on that.
3: Did you see OBJ last night? He signed an autograph for a fan, and he asked if she was a uh, Jets fan. She said, no, I'm a giant fan. And he said, oh.
1: (laughs) Did he sign the autograph? He
3: did sign it. He did sign it. Fantastic,
1: yeah. I was worried about my lineup for a second.
3: He did sign it, and then he said, oh, and walked away.
1: Fair. So back to poking holes in Chris. Um, Interesting strategy here where he is stacking his wide receivers with Cincinnati wide receivers. So he's got both Tyler Boyd and John Ross, the third. Yeah. John Ross
3: definitely has to come back down to earth eventually, right? Like, Absolutely. He's, he's fourth year in the league and all of a sudden he's blowing up. That's not right.
1: It's not. We got 35 points the first week, 21 points the second week. Um, We're gonna I even- mean, what's, what's really unrealistic is the red rocket going off um that's what needs to come down to earth
3: yeah and then you know the rest of his team it's all if they don't have a Pittsburgh connection they're okay picks but his Pittsburgh connections are way too ridiculous got James Conner who doesn't look like himself this year uh he took Shady McCoy in like the sixth round I think if I remember correctly
1: yeah that pick just like Shady McCoy is questionable for sure um, I'm not sure if he realized what the situation was in Kansas City, but yeah, that was rough. Um, so at this point in the podcast, actually, everyone, if you just want to send Chris a quick message, let him know that his team sucks, um, that his name sucks as well, even though he beat Ian pretty handedly uh, this week.
3: Yeah, well, little well John Ross getting lucky. He yeah. He came to play. He played the Patriots defense who had like eighteen pick sixes.
1: That's fair. Uh pretty lucky for sure.
3: He's got the setting so, on quarterback who can't a yeah. simple pass.
1: Fair. Um for
3: being, for being a very Pittsburgh heavy team, he didn't choose a quarterback who hates Heinz Ketchup and loves hunts. Kinda of questionable to so being honest, but hey.
1: That is you know, that's blasphemous, honestly. Um that's extremely rough. And also something we probably shouldn't let in the league next year. You should be able to select your location, only choose players that are amicable with that particular location. And Patrick Mahomes, definitely not a a Heinz guy.
3: No. I mean, you can't be sponsored by Hunt to be a Heinz guy. That's fair. He's he's canceled. Canceling Patrick Mahomes.
1: All right. We'll remove him from the roster as well him and AB can go hang out on their own team. All right, Ian. So wrapping up, first off, do you have any questions for your commissioner? Um, I know other than like the belt not being ready, just want to make sure everything's going well for you in the league. You know, as a winner last year, I don't, wanna, I don't want your fan base to be booing me whenever I go announce the draft picks. So I just want to make sure everything's cool.
3: No, I think, you know, once we get A.J. Green back, that'll do two things. That'll take Chris Fry out of his position of, you know, quartering all the Bengals players, so we'll be good there. I think we're going to get a big win this week over Shane.
1: Fantastic. And is there anything you want to say to the league?
3: I'm coming, bitches.
1: Thank you so much, Ian. You enjoy the rest of your day.
3: Charlie, thanks. You too.
1: Alright guys, that about does it for this week's episode of the Joe Paterna Podcast. As always, if you have questions, if you have suggestions, anything, please feel free to text me, text in the group, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, if there's someone you want to see come on the show pretty soon, maybe even someone you know like Lapigus like we had, I think, what was that, two years ago now, um, feel free to send it out. If you want to set up your own interview, record it and send it to me, that works as well. But Yeah. Thanks guys Now
0: when I'm with you I feel
1: like I'm I'm floating
0: yeah floating away babe. not when I'm with you I feel like side things i wanna be your diamond ring i wanna be your everything my baby my baby yeah. i wanna be your solid rock i wanna be there to myself i wanna spend my days with you my baby cause when i'm with you i feel like i'm i'm floating